Welcome, everybody, to the Dirty Slides Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Prano, coming to you live from sunny Southern California. And joining me, as always, also in sunny Southern California, just a little bit south of me, from the Laz Lair in Venice Beach, Andy Laz Lazarus. What it is, Joe? What's happening, man? How are you doing, Andy? I am doing all right. I had uh, my uh, three-month checkup with the doc. And he says I'm right on, uh, right on pace to be uh, swinging the bat in October. So for the for, for those sliders who don't know, Andy has a long running shoulder problem. Um, <laughs> finally, finally, we have taken serious. We have gotten serious about fixing it. You had surgery on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's my second surgery, so I don't know if it's finally, but right. it, uh, it's. Um, I, I'm hoping this is the last one. Uh, it was there a like first? Was there like an injury that caused this, or is this just like shoulder baseball? <laughs> nah, shul- baseball I mean, shoulder. I think it's baseball shoulder degeneration. Yeah, age and um, but I did tear it in uh, October. I I felt something in my shoulder and I got it checked out, and they're like, "Yeah, you got a little uh, little rotator tough cuff." Uh, tear their guy and I was like give me the shot I just watched North Dallas 40 that looks awesome um and I got another shot three months later and uh um sorry when I got the first shot my arm felt great you know I was yeah. like hitting the cutoff man from the outfield <laughs> the big deal um and uh and then a couple one shot later it did not feel great and they're like you have two large tears in the shoulder and it's you know you got to get surgery or get a shoulder replacement, which is dead man's tended. Right. Graft. So yeah. yeah. Graft. So you got the shirt, the surgery and we're, and we're recovering nicely. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like you're, you know, you're certainly on progress as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got an incredible uh, rehab center at uh, Myers rehab for sports or whatever. There's uh, I saw Jerry Goff in there. Danny Green's in there. Uh, let's see, uh, Marquise Chris is in there. Nice. Wisconsin's own Frank Kaminsky is in there. Okay. Frank the tank, Frank the tank. We're going streaking. Other, other great athletes are in there. Just not, not just me. Sounds way better than my, uh, medical Cedars, uh, knee thing where the guy was literally just pushing down on my knee for an hour every week. And I was like, this doesn't seem (laughs) like it's right. And he's like, no, it is. And you know, I was like, crazy. okay. It's like my shit Oscar insurance doesn't pay for anything. And this place is actually cheaper out of pocket than my last place that I went, which was, you know, low ceilings, a lot of old people, uh, you know, a lot of just ice on your shoulder. And, and yeah, yeah. Just ice it. Yeah, just ice it. Have you heard of? rice it's a little (laughs) a little little thing we call rest 
ice, ice compression, compression elevation yeah and it's like uh yeah i've heard of it because uh, i read an article that it is 70 years antiquated and it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, basically shouldn't be done anymore oh well old web md yeah <laughs> well that's good and hopefully you know i was just talking to you the other day uh after my return from tahoe and i said we got to get you swinging it so we can play in the the edgewood boys and girls club charity tournament in october and, uh, and, and that's, we give it we've given you that that date as like a oh yeah the doctor told me i'm good to chip and putt right now oh yeah yes so i think three months i should be all right i love it so and it'll be it'll be like tiger returning yes except, except hopefully you make a cut here yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could also miss the cut at the british open right we, now we uh you you messaged me and you said uh an all-star break slides must happen. And I said, of course, right. of course it does. And right. so we've, we've sandwiched this directly between last night's home run derby tonight's all-star game. We're, you know, uh, a little bit more than halfway through the season. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover. The captain aired last night after mm -hmm. uh, the home run derby. We have a new home run derby champion. Uh, once again, a Met, um, but you know, uh, this is just the way, it's just the way it goes. Mets win every year. He was wearing a different uniform for now, <laughs> um, but we've got, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Let's start with, uh, let's start with the Derby. You watched the Derby last night. I did watch the Derby last night. I, um, basically I was, I'm shocked because like, if you throw BP, you know, this is your world series, right? This is your masters. It, you know, these are the greatest, allegedly greatest BP throwers in, in the world. And uh, there was only one guy who was automatic. And that was the guy with fucking all arms, no legs guy. Yeah. Julio, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, he was, he was amazing. He was a machine. He was a machine. And they kept talking about him. I don't know if you had the sound on, but they kept yeah, talking about how he runs like a baseball program. And he's just, he's literally... And they even said catchers make the best BP guys because they have that just iron Mike short little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And he was, he's literally not stepping. No, no. And Which it was, was, it was all like on rhythm. It was the same speed. It was the same spot. I'm like, this guy's incredible. And everybody else was fucking jam sandwiching their guys. Like yeah. I wrote to you, Alonzo got jam sandwiched in his last round. Yeah. Um, I don't know how uh, that Mejia guy who's thrown to Juan Soto. I don't know how Juan Soto won. I mean, yeah, he, I, I think honestly Juan Soto was not trying that hard in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have to. He he. Yeah. I mean that that's the beauty of the uh, home run derby. I saw a lot of people, a lot of J Rod uh, com complainers. You know, this isn't the way it should go. Uh, you know, he had to hit forty five bombs just to get to the finals Soto's you know cruising through because but it's like I like the strategy of guy goes first guy goes guy who goes second just has to beat him just, just beat it and and it it worked out actually well like for the people who are complaining on Rodriguez's behalf it's uh it's the only reason he beat Alonzo I mean Alonzo's talked about it and they kept mentioning it last night he doesn't like going second he likes going first setting a tone Mm -hmm. um, and giving you a number to beat. And you could see that, uh, in addition to, like you said, his BP guy, uh, which, 
you know, he's the two-time defending champ. Now, now, uh, you know, the, his crown has been taken. But both times he won, he had his BP guy who was was throwing, that guy? Yeah, was throwing BP for the Mets at the time. He has now left the organization. Isn't even a a coach uh, on the Nationals now. He's like a he's like an exec. He's like a scout. He's like a guy, you know, in in baseball, like. I don't know, operations or something like that. Yeah. So, so, you know, just coming off the bench from another so that, team. Here's the thing. Once you stop sitting on buckets, like it's over. You can't go upstairs and throw BP anymore. Apparently he's become like a celebrity BP thrower because <laughs> of his, uh, his two championships with yeah. Alonzo. So apparently he's been traveling the world, throwing BP to other home run derby guys. But I still say, like, I, I think that there was, um, you know, whoever, whoever's throwing Alonzo BP in this, just like use that guy. Right. He has been, he's doing it every day. He knows where he likes it. He's like, you know, he's ready to go. I, I thought, I thought that hurt Alonzo. Um, but J Rod's, I mean, J Rod's performance was a, a, a welcome to, baseball for a lot of fans who don't watch every day and don't you know aren't keeping up with it that was like hi how you doing i wear 44 i hit the shit out of the ball yeah i'm a stud yeah i also you were talking about the jam shots i liked that essentially everybody but definitely seager definitely rodriguez um alonzo a little bit but these guys were taking those inside pitches and just wrapping. Oh, uh, Ramirez just wrapping them around those really short little Dodger stadium cut-ins. Yeah. Uh, I think at one point, and it wasn't mentioned because Carl Ravage has the inability to watch like home runs as they go. Like he's always confused. He's always one behind. He's always like, he's yeah. at, it he's at, like everybody was one behind. Yeah. He's like, you he's know? at 15. And then they would go, he's at 18. Oh, is that 18? Yeah, but I, at one point they didn't mention it, but I think Ramirez hit the foul pole on three consecutive. Oh, did he? Runs. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Which I like that they were doing that, but I I agree with you. It's like for for certain guys like Soto, he didn't want those inside. He likes to extend. Right, he wanted to go to left center every time, and and uh, I thought like he was just a little disconnected. I'm really the last couple rounds, you know, he was like a little disconnected with his swings a little. I mean, when I say that, I mean, just a little floppy, not connecting your, your uh, top half and lower half or whatever. But once he started getting the head out and trying to yank, that's when he started, you know, winning the, uh, so a a few years ago, I went to the Homer Derby in San Diego uh, and I watched Stanton and Stanton was absolutely murdering balls. He was, he was hitting them with a totally different trajectory than everybody else. And now when I watch a home run derby, I always try to like pick something out. I'm like, okay, which guy's doing something. And, and what I noticed about Soto is like Soto had two different kinds of contact. One where you like heard the crack of the bat. And then this other one that literally sounded like him flushing a long iron and it was, it was like, it was like absolutely murdering balls, but without the pop, it was like, it was so smooth 
Yeah. That it, it didn't give you that crack. And I was like, it's like when you don't hear his, they're, they're just like silent rockets. Run silent, run deep. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it was amazing. And yeah. uh, I mean, a great, uh, I tweeted yesterday, the trajectory of the home run derby just going up. Meanwhile, the slam dunk contest worse every year. Home run derby kind of better every year. Kind of better every year, year because you know you get less time, right? I think I think before they did ten outs, yeah, which uh, you know is like could be a long time, could be a short time, kind of like baseball, right? But I think the time the the timer now with you getting thirty seconds for every uh, for forty, yeah, for forty, that's an awesome thing. And then they did the finals. Um, since you guys do obviously get tired coming, you know, bringing it down to two minutes is great. Yeah. And I just think that they've, they've finally figured out the format and it, it, it works perfect. Like the tournament style. Right. It's great. Great. Um, you I'll know, get rid of the fucking shift. What are we doing? Yes. <laughs> what are doing? Why, why can't you like, you finally figured out the all-star game. Great. I got to say, and I think, I think I've said this on this show before, but I'm going to reiterate it. I'm going to add to it. I mean, first of all, I tweeted uh, a few days ago, just a yes with 11 S's because they're testing a, a shift ban in single A or in rookie ball or something yeah. like that. Um, but there is a, there is a clout chasing um, trend. I've seen a lot on TikTok. I've seen it on Instagram. I've seen tweets about it, but, uh, it's, it's maybe, and, and, you know, I have a lot of hatred for a lot of sports takes. Mm -hmm. Um, this may be my number one hate. And I beg you guys who are listening, who may have ever thought about saying this to a friend or, or casually dropping it in conversation as you watch a ball game or God forbid, putting it on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter, but this cloud chasing trend of like, some girl or some guy sitting in front of them and be like, listen, if you can't hit the ball the other way, uh, if you can't, if you can't figure out how to bunt, like get the fuck out. Like Joey Gallo's hitting like zero 92, like fucking bunt. Yeah. And, and it's like, I will give you 1000 attempts. To, to bunt a hundred mile an hour cutter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to bunt a 100 mile an hour cutter coming in at your hands yeah yeah i'll, I'll give you 1000 attempts to bunt it in any sort of direction that i'll will... give you i'll give you three attempts before you break your knuckles yeah it's and 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 the idea first of all what like if you're a guy like joey gallo who granted has you know he's a guy who's a who's like maybe the poster child for like affected by the shift and and sure you have to make an adjustment uh, but the adjustment of just go the other way is the, it might be the worst sports take of all time. It's the worst sports take of all time. The, really what you're missing with the shift is great defensive plays and more action. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't want to hear, you know, some casual talk about hitting the other way when they probably never hit the other way yeah. a day in their life. You know what I mean? Um, to me, it's just like, dude, what are we doing? We're watching all these great athletes and don't get it twisted. Every major league infielder is an incredible athlete. Right. Like not do anything. 
or sit there and wait for a line drive in right center field. And my thing on it is, I don't think we have to overthink the banning of the shift. Like if you want to play your second baseman Mm -hmm. in short right field against Joey Gallo or in mid right field, go for it. Sure. But just no no three guys on one side of second base. It's simple as that. Yeah. The the second base, the second base is your cutoff line, you know, you yeah. have to, you, you know, uh, and, and no running starts just, you got, you got to be on the left side, two guys on the left side of second base, two guys on the right side of second base. It's just that simple. Right. And you can't end up like when you say no running starts, that means you can't end up on the, yeah, you uh, can't, you, side you, second you, base. You, you can't take your fucking prep step yeah. and, and just be like jogging over there. Is it fair to blame Tony Larusa for the shiftiness? Because I I feel like he's an easy scapegoat. I feel like he started this shit. Maybe. I may not be right. I mean, the analytics, obviously, with with moving guys around now, outfield, like you know, they're everybody having a card that tells where to play for every player. Like that's just like kind of a future of the game that we have to accept. And I'm totally fine with it. And I'm fine with like. All, all these things, it's just real simple. Two guys on either side of second base. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start there. Like, you know, let, like it's it's just that simple. And I beg you, I beg you, don't, even if you're like, not only do I beg you not to do that take, I beg you to like fix your dad's life when you're like watching a ball game with him. He's like, why don't you just go the other way? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you old man. Cutter, dad. Listen, old man, this fucking this reliever whose name you have never heard throws 15 percent harder than Tom Seaver did on his best day in his in his fucking on his best pitch on his best day. Like they're throwing 100 miles in on your fucking hands, dude. It's crazy. (laughs) Right. And then they and then they shift themselves to where the only place you could possibly hit it with any barrel whatsoever. Yeah, I got one other beef before we move on, and it has to do with Tony Larusa. I noticed Tony Larusa wearing number twenty-two as a manager, and I was thinking, like, I don't like it when managers take star numbers. Like, if you're a manager, I, I think, think you I take think number I think, one. I think every or, manager. I think every manager should wear five forever. Five. Yeah. Forever. These should just be five. <laughs> I mean. I think five is kind of a star number. I, I think a manager should take one or any number that a player doesn't want. Okay. But like 22, that's, that's a, that's a, that's Juan Soto's number. Right. What Why about what, Tony LaRusso wearing 22? <laughs> what about uh, wearing, what about like Mattingly? Can Mattingly wear 23? Yeah, I mean, like if you were if you were a, a player of a major league player of some milk, you could be wear your own number. You have a grandfathered in. Yeah, right. But Tony Russo, you never played the big leagues. You can't get your choice of number, and you can't yeah. like twenty two. That is aggressive. That's so aggressive, and it just seems weird. It's like it's like a it's like a hockey goalie. You know how hockey goalies always have like one or like something in the thirties. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. Either no more Tony La Russa or no more star numbers on managers. I'm I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know why. Honestly, why do baseball managers even have numbers? Right. Should just I, say La Russa. 
Yeah, I, I don't even mind. Like, first of all, why you why do I ever see you in a jersey? Like, just wear either the the long sleeve or if you're warm, the short sleeve coverall. Like the yeah. short sleeve, like you know, the, yeah, the breezy top. At some point, dude, you're too fat to tuck in your jersey. Just wear the fucking yeah, the the BP top. You know? I a hundred percent agree. Fuck Tony Larusa, man. <laughs> your your hatred of Tony Larusa. Is- I'm I'm mad at him. I'm yeah. mad at him. The only thing that good that 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 guy does well is save animals or something. He has some, <laughs> he has some animal charity. I'm I'm not opposed to, but everything else he does offends me. I kind of I kind of was on board with the Tony Larusa move when they made it, mm-hmm. but it I I I might even be like I'm out because. He did the whole thing when uh, I think Kapler was, you know, not coming out for the thing. He had he had some shit to say yeah. about that, like it's not the appropriate time. And I saw a great tweet. He was like, "I just don't think it's the appropriate time for that." And some guy was like, "When is the appropriate time? When you're drunk driving, you fucking <laughs> asshole!" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the I I, th- I thought th- I thought the Derby was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, we it was a nice pool holes moment. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Big, big up to Kyle Schwarber for just being everything that Philly's ever been and just choking. Um, <laughs> Ronald Acuna doesn't show up big. I love the big fail by the NL East. Uh, <laughs> you, you love to see it. So we got two rounds of pool holes. I like to see Alonzo doing fucking power cleans in the gym. Yeah. Like right before. And, like, and just take it seriously. I like the guys who take it seriously. Yeah. And you meditating know? while the other yeah. guy hits. Right. I liked that. Yeah. I liked how uh uh he said no to Gatorade, just water. Yeah. You now yeah. like the water boy. It's like nah. Gatorade's now, losers. Now this is the easiest transition ever uh into our next topic. So we have Juan Soto, the winner of the home run derby. Mm-hmm. Juan Soto has turned down four hundred and forty million dollars because he doesn't want to play in front of holograms. Um, i forgot the hologram he's 23 years old he's arguably the best hitter in baseball definitely i would say arguably the best left-handed hitter in baseball uh he's i think i saw his like ops like you know he's one of those guys uh who puts up like numbers where they're like the only guy who done this is ted williams like it's it's like the 1200 ops guy yeah, he's lugging 900. His on base percentage is like 400. I don't know what that adds up to, but it's ridiculous. Now, uh, Marte was up his ass the whole der- derby. He's massaging him, he's running his Instagram story, he's oh, he's hyping him up the whole time. Like, we had a he- I mean, I don't want to say it was tampering, I don't think you can be tampering at the home run derby. But oh boy, was Marte up in his shit. It's going to be sad when the Mets trade uh, Marte as part of the package to get Juan Soto after everything he's done to get Juan Soto in the back. Yeah, that, that would be sad. I don't think the Nationals want anything to you do. You would not be sad. You'd be like, ah, right. I'm done. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, but I don't think the, I, it seems like the Nationals, I mean, they make a, it's, it's insane that a guy turns down 440 million. But what do you think the real reason is? I mean, I know the holograms, but they must have offended him in some way because $400 million, or it's just like the Dave Chappelle. He's like, hey, man, $400 million, it ain't worth it. I think, I think it's a combo of being like, I can get more, even if it's a little bit. 
And the little bit more I get, I can use as justification for leaving and going and playing on a contender, leaving and going. Because the thing is, the the teams that are going to want him have the draft, have the farm system capital and are, are, you know, can can pay. Like you don't give away the amount of players that you're going to need to to get Juan Soto to not give him $500 million, like immediate, like you're not, no one's renting Juan Soto. Do you think he, do you think that when these, I mean, these are climbing into ridiculous astronomical uh, 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 figures and like, nobody wants to be Joey Votto in a sense, right. You know, sign for 300, whatever Joey Votto signed for, and then just be stuck in a shit situation and knowing your ownership is like, hey, you know what? We're paying you this much. Doesn't really matter if we win. You're going to put butts in the seats. You know, go full on Cincinnati Reds. I also think he knows or his agent knows. I mean, it's not that like it's that hard to know. But he truly is a generational talent. And the idea that you're going to be stuck in Washington, even if, you're, even if your Washington team was good. Yeah. Like, you know, where, are, where does the Strasburg, uh, fucking Wheaties box, you know, where's the, where was the, like Bryce Harper went to fill, like Juan Soto is, is a truly like a once in a generation type of player. He should be, uh, a Dodger. He should be a Met. He should be a Yankee. Like that's yeah. just, a, he should be a giant. That's, that just is the state of baseball, yeah. but, but all the, because, um, baseball's run by idiots and they don't know how to market a guy on the Washington nationals. They don't have to know. Right. They don't know how to market a guy on the floor. Doesn't want to end up being Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just sad to say, which, which is insane because Mike Trout plays in greater Los Angeles. Right. Um, but I think, you know, there was a moment where everybody's talking about the Mets, uh, and what the Mets would have to give up. And I'm like, give them fucking everything. I, I literally don't care if we have to like start from scratch with a farm system, like just be like, okay, rest of the minor league season is canceled. We have moved the, the, the nationals now own our minor league system. Yeah. And we have to start anew. I feel the same way about the giants. Give away everything you got. Cause what you got, it's never been good anyway. When's the last time we had a rookie of the year? Never. Yeah. yeah. Not at once. And I think that, you're going to, whoever takes him is probably going to have to take Corbin and or Strasburg's contract with them. And. But you don't, you don't have to match contracts up to 75. It's not like the NBA. No. You could just dump salary. They're just, I think, I think the nationals are just going to demand prospects and you taking money off their books Mm -hmm. and you fucking, and, and listen, that, that does limit it to probably, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the pot, like those teams that are like, we're, we don't give a fuck. We're willing to nut up. We want to win. Um, and that makes me fucking horny. I'm so like, Steve, I just like, I love the idea of Steve Cohen getting on the phone and then being like, you have to take Strasburg. He's like, cool. Fine. Do I have to fucking, do I have to pay to move the Washington monument too? I don't give a shit. Can you yeah. just get this Juan Soto kid here? And then send paid. me a fucking invoice for whatever you were making <laughs> <Yeah>. you pay. <laughs> it would be great. I, I would love for the Giants to be involved. I think 
they're not involved. Uh, I heard Jock Peterson say, I don't think we even have the prospects in the system that would get him there. And that's coming from our best player, a yeah. platoon player. Yeah. The Mets have a couple of prospects, and I know there's a lot of Mets fans who are like, not Alvarez, not Batty. It's like, dude, fuck all fuck. of those people. He's 23 years old. Yeah. He's younger. Yeah. He's younger than guys who are appearing in Monday's Futures game. Or Sunday's future game. If he doesn't go to the Mets, what's the one team you don't want him to go to? The Yankees, obviously. Even more than the Dodgers. Way more. Yeah. Way more. With the yeah. fucking short portion, right? He hits 85 home runs next year, and they're just fucking jizzing all over themselves. But, you know, the short portion, right, thing, like, they sign a huge left-handed hitter every year. <laughs> they have never even gotten close to 85 home runs. It's like when the Red Sox sign like a Manny Ramirez type player, like, dude, short porch. He's going to hit 50 or 60 home runs, and it never happens. Soto would do it. He might. Or he might just be like, I'm going to hit every ball to left center because uh, this bores me. Yeah. yeah. He it, Definitely the Yankees. I would say the Yankees. Uh, I'll tell you the team's. I just say the Dodgers because you know that that's the best team in the in the National League and yeah you, you guys are that's who you're gonna have to go through sure and I, I I would I would hate to see him on the Dodgers I would hate to see him on the, the Padres Braves. yeah or the Braves um, obviously the Bra- I would say Yankees won Braves too also yeah. I was just talking about it Braves fans I, uh, Braves fans are mentally ill I've never I've never really come I this is a new thing for me. Um, and, and I'm basing it on the fact that this is the first time, I think the Steve Cohen era, this is the first time Braves fans are actually scared of the Mets. And with, with good reason, I don't think historically with the ownership situation and our tendency to LOL Mets, yeah. um, that there ever was a reason, even when we were challenging, you know, those Chipper Jones teams. Didn't, didn't Larry Jones murder the Mets? Yeah. Isn't he a Met murderer? Yeah. He named his kid Shay. <laughs> he named his fucking kid Shay. He's a he's a he, yeah, he's a fucking med killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I truly believe that the only explanation for the way Atlanta Braves fans are acting on the internet these days is that this is the first time they've truly been afraid of the Mets, and they'll never admit that. But I'm just like, why? Like, I and I said this, I tweet during the Mets brave series, just the fact that I put Braves in the tweets, people are underneath it. Like, fuck you. I'm like, how did you even, you don't even follow me. How did you find this? (laughs) Braves fans are just on the internet searching Braves all day. That's it. That's crazier than anything I've ever heard of. That is crazy. Oh my God. So I don't want Juan Soto on the Braves. Yeah. I'd actually prefer him on the Phillies to the Braves. Would you say Chipper is your most hated Brave ever? He's up there. He's got it. Yeah, probably. And I, but I, the thing is about Chipper mine's, is like mine's Mark Lemke. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hated that guy. He was yeah. such a giant murderer. Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, I uh, I respected Chipper. Like I don't. You know what? I might hate Freddie Freeman more. And I respected Freddie Freeman too because he was also a Met killer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. I mean, Chipper killed us. Um, where do you think Soto ends up? Do you have a prediction? Uh, my only prediction about Soto is he's not going to end up on the Giants. 
And uh, my guess is he's going to end up on the Dodgers because their farm system is so good and they don't give a fuck. And uh, they're in an arms race with the Mets. I think, unfortunately, Steve Cohen's like uh, go fuck yourself attitude has, you know, raised all ships. You know, everybody's kind of uh, got their head on a swivel to make sure, you know, Steve Cohen doesn't sign up everybody. Is it like this is what is sort of upsetting as a Mets fan is especially during the George Steinbrenner days. Mm-hmm. The Yankees were doing this all the time. Right. And, and teams were just like, oh, okay, there's the Yankees. the Yankees. Yeah. And we'll right. all just try to compete in some way that without being the Yankees and hope that they don't get there and we beat them. And suddenly the Mets have an owner who's got fuck you money and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't own a baseball team now unless you're willing to fucking compete with Steve Cohen. We're going to have a Steve Cohen tax. We're going to have a fuck. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Listen. You know, uh, the Warriors have a Warriors tax and the Warriors yeah. just pay it. So, you know, you might as well just go on that route. Be like, I know. fuck you. I hope Doesn't Steve matter. I hope Steve Cohen is as annoyed by all this as I am and does literally whatever it takes to get Juan Soto. Yeah. I'll be like, I've long abandoned my, uh, like, let's do it fucking clean. Let's do it fair. Let's like, no, like, no. There's, there's no reason in this, in this baseball era to like, well, so the Dodgers and Yankees and Red Sox can just win fucking every year. Oh, go yeah. for it. Let's fuck it. Like the giants fucking lame. Well, I'm predicting he goes to the fucking Mets then. All right. From well, my I mouth, from my mouth to, from my mouth Bob to ears. the Lord, Lord and savior, Jacob DeGrom's ears. <laughs> um, before we get into breaking down the uh, the midway point of the season, I asked you uh, to watch The Captain before the show today. Uh, you watched it. There's been one episode of The Captain. Uh, tomorrow, I believe, is episode two. And then I don't know if they're doing every day for fucking eight days or whatever. Um, oh, is it like Hanukkah? Yeah. They, they're taking tonight off for the All-Star game. I'm assuming they're going to show the first episode again. You think so? The only reason I watched it is they rolled straight into it from the home run derby. Uh Um, It's I I, like, here's the thing about it. And I'll let you give me your thoughts after it's just sort of like, I enjoyed it, but it's just so preposterous that Derek Jeter has an eight part documentary. (laughs) To me, it's insanity. Okay. 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 Now, let me ask you this. And I think I know your answer. Who do you think is a better defensive shortstop? Derek Jeter or his dad? I mean, I, it's his dad says his dad. <laughs> his dad says his dad. Yeah, his dad's like, yo, I can pick up. I can pick it. Derek can hit. It to me. So here's the thing. Derek Jeter, for all... Here's two big things about Derek Jeter's career that let's, let's take out the, what do you want to know about Derek Jeter's career that you don't know now that you're hoping that this series will cover? I have one thing I want to know. The gift baskets, the gift basket. I wanted to know. He's he's apparently he's he's already out there as part of the PR press for all the press for this. He's already out there denying it ever happened. So lame. So lame. So, because it, it just seems like it fucking absolutely did happen. 
Look what look how people feel in New York about Zach Wilson banging his mom's friend. Everybody's behind it. Is not playing anymore. He would be leg- he would be even more legendary if he just did if you just admitted to the gift basket, I have so a, what's in the gift basket before I get to my things about Derek Jeter's career that make me angry besides him being the single worst defensive player of all time. And in regards to defensive run saved, he has the most, he has the least defensive run saved of all time. Does he I, have any gold gloves though? Yes, because they're a sham. Okay. Uh, m- more negative defensive run play run saved than any player at any position in the history of baseball ever. Derek Cheater by defensive run saved is the worst player ever. Defensively. His dad would not have had that many, that few runs saved. <laughs> but before okay. I get to before I get to all that, yeah. I've I have a Derek Cheater, the captain conspiracy theory. Okay. I think all this shit about Derek Cheater wanting to play for the Yankees and being a Yankee fan, I think this is all a lie. Okay. I think Good. I think that's okay. photoshopped. Okay. Fine. I okay. Go go for it, and I'll tell you. I learned in this thing something that did not make sense about him wanting to be a Yankee. So go ahead. Thanks he, for reminding. He they, they they show us his first of all all these pictures of Derek Jeter as a kid. Not like one of them in a Yankee hat. One. Then they go to Derek Jeter's childhood bedroom that looks like something that was created in a fucking uh you know Wes Anderson movie. There's like old fucking wallpaper and like a like a like a bronze frame picture Jeter grew up in moonrise kingdom is that what you're saying <laughs> like when you when take the pic take the, there's a shot where they say this is Derek Jeter's childhood bedroom okay and there's a full yankee uniform like nailed to the wall nailed and then, did you see this shot no i didn't see that shot okay and then and then everything else in the bedroom is like the the wallpaper from Willy Wonka that the kids lick and like it look I'm like this is not Derek there's just no way this is Derek Jeter's childhood bedroom like my childhood bedroom had like every like pull like a Cindy Crawford poster and pullouts from like Sports Illustrated and like a poster of the dunk and like a free OJ license plate and like like Derek Jeter's bedroom is just a grandmother's knitting room with a Yankee uniform nailed to the wall. And then in all the shots of him as a kid, we see there's no reference to him wearing Yankees gear. They were just like, oh, that's his thing the whole time. They said he wore a New York chain, right? High school, never showed it. Never showed it. Here's the other thing that was weird to me. He claimed that, um, that, he was supposed he knew he was supposed to go one through five in the draft right but he said he didn't even know when the yankees were drafting yeah he didn't say like i am a diehard new york yankees fan uh, they're drafting six i hope like I if hope i don't go fifth i hope i go six six not once yeah not once so, I, yeah. listen so is he as big as of a liar as michael jordan I, I, I put this on, this is, this is the equivalent this of NBA entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. My grandma on my mom's side, diehard Yankee fan, diehard psycho, yeah. psycho Yankee fan. Yeah. If I had been drafted and I had been drafted by the New York Yankees, 
it would have had, it would have been the same exact reaction in the room. It would have been like, yo, grandma's going to fucking lose her mind. Like it would have, cause that's the reaction in the room. Like the, the, the sister's like, grandma's gonna we can't i can't wait to tell grandma like right. I, I believe his grandmother in new jersey was a diehard yankee fan but i do not believe i believe every single person in this documentary who said that Derek cheater growing up was walking around saying he was gonna be the shortstop for the new york yankees is lying i believe it's a full fabrication it's as fabricated as leroy jenkins or whoever uh yeah. got uh uh, whoever got Michael Jordan got cut for allegedly. Yeah. This is, exa- this is the exact same. I, I believe that all of these people are lying. Yeah. I believe his high school coach is lying. I believe this is, this is like after the fact, like this is retroactive history that we like, it's probably something that's been happening over the last 20 years. They're like, remember, remember Derek, you remember Derek was always yeah. talking about being the shortstop for the Yankees. Yeah. I say horseshit. Also, who cares? Yeah. Also, who cares? like, why are we lying about this? Yeah. Why, when, why is it taking 30 minutes of this? Like, you know, are we, do we really need eight parts if we're doing 30 minutes on, he wanted to be a Yankee. Okay. You want to be a Yankee, but yet he didn't know where the Yankees were drafting and they're drafting sixth. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. And, and, and all we have is like, I was a big Dave Winfield fan. I met him outside Tiger Stadium. That's what we have. That's like, the, that's the one guy who seems to and be. And how about Dave Winfield being like, yeah, I remember meeting Derek Jeter when he was 11 years old. And, and his dad. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why would Dave Winfield, why in God's name would you remember that? Yeah. I'm that's, that's my first problem with the captain. I believe Derek Jeter lifetime Yankee fan. 100% fabrication. And he's saying that the gift basket was 100% fabrication. Correct. But you know what? I'm starting to believe it because, you know, the gift basket is a baller move. I think it's something he should absolutely own. Yes. It's pretty much the coolest thing about him. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That and being in the other guys. Here's my, here's my, problem though with uh with the Derek Jeter uh like the fact that we're having an eight part eight eight, eight parts right eight hours uh Derek Jeter's career batting average why is this that's, I feel I feel like that's wrong it's not 310 is it might be 310 yeah I could be I mean, I thought it was like 301, but maybe it's 310. I'm gonna we'll, we'll I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this. Um this is yeah, okay. 310 career average. It's great. That's great. It's fucking great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Besides a 310 career average and being a mainstay on championship teams, can we just like this the clutch? like if we get into the clutch thing, like I don't even like just stop. Like you play for 20 years on a team. That's always in the fucking playoffs. Like you're going to have a bunch of big hits. Who, who's more clutch Jeter or Kobe? Probably Jeter or Pal Gasol. Yeah. Pal Gasol way more clutch. 
Robert Ori laughs at the, the anybody's talking about clutch. But but like the clutching for whatever. But like the big argument for Derek Jeter is like he he has the six most hits of all time. Anybody with a brain knows that the Yankees spent five, six years just letting him trot out there. I mean, the Orioles moved Cal Ripken at a shortstop. They moved Cal. They were like, Cal, you got to play third base or you can't play for us anymore. They moved him for Mike Bordick. Yeah. But by the way, they should have. Yeah. He was done. Like they spent six years just letting Derek Jeter trot out a shortstop and compile hits while they don't make the playoffs solely so that he can, that's like, the, we're just having full seasons. It, we're, we're having an entire season just for Derek Jeter to stockpile singles. Okay. So there was a thing that he said about George Steinbrenner, right? And this whole Dave Winfield thing where he's like, yeah, my favorite player was Dave Winfield. And, uh, yeah, I guess he got in a fight with Starnbrenner. I didn't even want to know what it was. Your favorite team, you're wearing their chain, their jacket everywhere. You don't know why your owner's suspended for three years? Yeah. You don't want it. He's like, I don't need, I didn't even want to know why. It's because you weren't a Yankee fan. You, you, right. <laughs> I, think, I think he kept a secret. He knew something. Yeah. And that's why they kept trotting him out there to get that hit record or whatever you know, kick ground balls or whatever. Derek, this is a theory here. Here's my, here's my real issue. There's a lot of players. There's a lot of players in my opinion, in baseball history who deserve documentaries, our two hour, three hour, four part documentary on fucking, you know, right. David, David Ortiz, four part document. Get, get, like to me, it's like, Greg Maddox has no documentary and Derek Jeter has an eight parter. Tony Gwynn's career batting average with two strikes is 302. <laughs> it's 40 points higher than the second Wade Boggs. Just when you thought you were done having to hear Derek Jeter get celebrated, you got the captain, an eight parter. But my point is like, how many like it to me it's offensive to other players that Derek Jeter has an eight part documentary. Yeah. Like Tony like where's Tony Gwynn's one part documentary? Yeah. Where like Tony Tony Gwynn 302 with two strikes. Next best in the color TV era. Wade Boggs 262. Wow, I didn't know that. F- fucking Greg Maddox went like nine seasons where he didn't walk eight people or something like there's like these stats that are out there that right. like Greg Maddox is like one of the all time greatest pitchers to ever walk planet earth. And they're like, cool. Will you dress up in a fucking, you know, Groucho <laughs> Marx outfit and prank, you know, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. <laughs> like, right. Where, where's my 40 part documentary. Um, if we're going to do that, I'd rather, I'd rather watch. I mean, obviously, Doc Ellis um, obviously has a better documentary. Uh, I'd like to see the, the uh, documentary on uh, Mel Hall bringing lion cubs into the dugout. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see the documentary on Roberto Kelly bringing boa constrictors into the clubhouse. Yeah. Like, I actually want to. I'd rather even see a documentary on, you know, what happened to Jeff Kent and the motorcycle and the car wash. Yeah. 
right? I know. I, I'm, I'm with you on this. Derek Jeter is a very good baseball player. Uh, he, he won a lot of championships. He got a lot of hits. But he's nowhere in even, to me, the discussion of all time. You know, you put an all-time lineups together. I don't even have him on my bench. No. You Absolutely know? not. Yeah. Um, l- let me ask you this. Did you enjoy the captain? No, it was like homework. I didn't care. Here's what I did enjoy about it. Mm. And I'm hoping this keeps up. It was heavy on just like the goings on of the Yankees in and around the Derek Jeter era. Mm -hmm. At least part one was like, it's a lot of Derek, but it's a lot of just the Yankees in general. It was interesting to see Buck Showalter's kind of uh, take on what happened there because I think Buck Showalter gets a lot of shit. Even for me, I do give Buck Showalter shit for, uh, you know, getting teams to the playoffs but never winning, you know. And I think he, right around after that, he went and uh, managed the Orioles and those guys in the playoffs and Diamondbacks or whoever. Yeah, Diamondbacks, fucking Rangers, all these guys. First of all, and I've, I've always liked Buck Showalter and I, and I always liked actually as much as I hated the Yankees prior to the Yankees starting to win those world series in the nineties. Um, I would watch Yankee games. Like when the Yankees were bad, I like, I was into fucking Matt Noakes and I was into Matt Noakes yeah. and I was into Don Mattingly and With I was Jack into Clark like, years. Yeah. I was yeah. into those guys because it was, it was like, fun to get to see Don Mattingly getting some Don Mattingly highlights. In that. Yeah. Don Mattingly seems like a great dude. Yeah. Um, Buck Showalter seems like the world's best. Like, I've come to love, like, I already loved Buck. I've come to be a Buck Stan as the Mets manager. But this is, this uh, addition to it, like, he seems awesome. Yeah, he does. He really does. And he's, you know what he seems like? He seems like the type of manager that that is a hard ass. Yeah. But at the same time, he kind of like clears, clears all the bullshit out of, you know, like, hey, we're here to win games. This is how we win games. All the other kind of extraneous fat from whatever else is going on. He kind of like cuts through all that shit. And you kind I of love- seen him like do that with a bunch of different teams. I loved him standing for Stick Michaels. Yeah. I loved him being like, hey. I, uh, I checked the stats on uh, some of our minor league guys who are going to be coming up, and it sounds like this Derek Jeter kid kicked 60 balls in, rook- in, in, in 37 games in rookie ball. <laughs> um, are we sure he's good? <laughs> and Stick Michaels was like, yeah. And he's like, good enough for me. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You think Stick was called Stick because he's just skinny, yeah. tall and skinny? Yeah. And probably a, a, a legendary hitter, legendary stick, stick man, ball player. probably fucking a lot of chicks. Yeah. <laughs> fucking chicks. I hope in, that's true. Fucking chicks in Steinbrenner's office while yeah. Steinbrenner's suspended. <laughs> Who's the boss now, bitch? <laughs> stick man is. Uh, will you keep watching the captain? Do you think you'll get through all the parts? Uh, there's eight, Joe. Yeah, there's eight, you know. Um, I'll tell you, if uh, the captain was Umbrella Academy, I would. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit's good. Um, you know, if uh, if he if if there's an episode that's called the gift basket episode, I'll yeah, that. I'll definitely watch that. Uh, if there's an episode called Dave Winfield, uh, everything Derek Jeter says about me is a lie. I'll definitely watch that. And I never Derek Jeter. I think I'm going to end up watching all the, all the parts of this. And it makes me, it makes me, unless it gets just into full Derek Jeter slurp fill, but I, but I do think I'm going to watch you know all of it. it is. I, I mean, think I'm going to ESPN produced, like didn't Spike Lee produce it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's infuriating too. One last thing about the captain before we go. Hmm. Um, were all of Derek Jeter, were all the video clips of Derek Jeter playing in high school and the minors, did they have you feeling like he's not good at baseball at all? He, I've, I've yet to see him hit a ball hard. <laughs> I was like, they've got to have uh, some other highlights besides these fucking uh, single to right field, right? But like like seeing eye ground ball. Right. Yeah. 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 Like fisting. Yeah. It's like, I swear to God, the thing about this that drives me absolutely insane is like, I think it's all, I think it's like the last, it's like the cherry on the Sunday that is like a 30 year, 30 years of propaganda. Like, I just don't even believe Derek Jeter. I'm not sure Derek Jeter was ever qualified to play major league baseball ever. <laughs> And they're just like, we're this just guy's like, got 3,000 hits. I was like, we're gonna, but we're gonna let him. We're gonna let him. It's true. I mean, look, the guy got a ton of fastballs hitting behind Bernie Williams and in front of Paul O'Neill or what I, I can't remember who led off for those yeah. teams. I thought he did actually. I don't know. He did for a while. But he was, he could have just as easily hit seventh in that lineup. He could have just as easily hit in Scott Brocious' spot. Yeah. yeah. World World Series MVP Scott Brocious. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you one question. Because yeah. this is how this is how Derek Jeter, this is how the clips of Derek Jeter playing ball made me feel. Huh. Do you think there's a random guy on one of your travel baseball teams when you were growing up? Like a random dude who maybe like played division two college baseball or or ended up or played or was like, Oh, he also shot hoops. So he went and played college basketball and he skipped it. Do you think there's a kid? It's like a random guy who wasn't like, Oh, he's the best guy out here. Do you believe that there's a random guy out there that they were like, listen, we're sending you to the fucking minor leagues <laughs> at 18. We're going to give you, we're going to we're going to let you learn how to play fucking baseball for four years. Then we're going to send you to the big leagues and we're going to put you in the middle of the greatest lineup assembled that money can buy every year. Do you think there's a random dude who could have gotten 2,500 hits? <laughs> you think your buddy, Kevin McMillan, who just like was, yeah, you're like, he's a pretty good athlete. I think, he ended, I think he ended up going to play football at, you know, I mean, look, I think, I think if you put Telly in that lineup, I think he would have got 2,500 hits to be real. You know, Telly's a stud. Telly's a stud. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't. I mean, he's a terrible shortstop. He wouldn't be able to play shortstop, maybe, right? But you know, uh, they had Tony Fernandez. It made it, it. It made me feel like it gave me the feeling that, like, you know, there was all these guys who kept coming up for the Yankees. It would be like 
Shane Spencer was out of baseball. Now he's like a fucking World Series hero. Like Jim right. Layritz can't feel the position, but we put yeah. him in there and he hits a huge, like, I feel like Derek Jeter was every one of those guys, mm-hmm. ex- except they let him do it for 20 years. He's a biracial angel, dude. <laughs> I don't even care if people call me a Derek Jeter hater. Like, watch the tape. Well, listen, you are a Derek Jeter hater. That's true. But you have a lot of good points, and he's not hes not as good as No More. He's not as good as A-Rod. He's not as good as Cal Ripken. He's not as good as Almar. There's just a lot of dudes who, you know, but I'll say one thing for him. He showed up every day. He didn't get hurt, and yeah. uh, he, he ran out to shortstop. And he filled the balls out right at him. And he had the jump throw. <laughs> All right. We're moving on. We're, we're moving on from the captain, which I didn't even want to talk about that long, but <laughs> I, I, I stand by my propaganda theory that he was never a Yankee fan. And also I agree with that. He was never a Yankee fan. And also without shoulder injuries, Andy Lazarus could have had 2,500 hits with the New York Yankees in that Easy. lineup. If they let him play for 20 seasons. If you let me play for 20 seasons. If you let me play for 20 seasons, I definitely would have had 250 hits for sure. No question. <laughs> Uh, are you excited about any aspect of the all-star game in particular, other than just it's the all-star game? Uh, no, but you know, the all-star game usually uh, is pretty good. I, yeah. I feel like the product's pretty good. Um, uh, I think it's probably the best all-star game, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I this- always, I feel like I always end up, no, maybe I don't end up watching the NBA all-star game. I just, end up betting the over and always winning on the NBA. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's kind of fun. I mean, it's always kind of fun to see like a dude from your squad in the all-star game wearing cool shoes. You know, we got our best platoon player starting for the team. Yeah. So. We got a lineup in the AL of Otani, Judge, Devers, Vlad Jr., uh, Stanton, Buxton, Anderson, Jimenez and Kirk. We've got an NL lineup of who's Kirk. That's the only guy I don't know. Uh, the catcher from the uh, Alejandro Kirk, the catcher from the Blue Jays. Okay. Uh, we have an that's, NL. That's the Blue Jay who made the All Star. And, <laughs> and, and, and 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 Vladdy and Vladdy. Oh, Vladdy, sorry. Of course. Yeah. Um, we've got an NL lineup of Acuna, Betts, Machado, Goldschmidt, Trey Turner. Contreras, Contreras going catcher. Contreras brothers. Yeah. Jacques Peterson uh, in left hitting eight. And my man, the flying squirrel, Jeff McNeil. How's that uh, feel? Uh, at second base, replacing a a uh, jazz chisel who will not be appearing. Uh, it feels good. It feels weird that he's the, he's the one starter. Right. Um, tough year to be Pete Alonzo with Goldschmidt having the year he's having. Um. Otherwise, you know, I'd like to see him. I feel like around. Pete Alonso is, is pretty much entrenched in. It's either Pete Alonso or Goldschmidt or Votto being the NL first baseman. Yeah, and Votto's done with that. I mean, Goldschmidt. Listen, Pete's Pete's. I believe leading the league in RBI. Uh, yeah, because Goldschmidt's got seventy, so Alonso's got more RBI and more home runs. Uh, but Goldschmidt's hitting three thirty. Does anybody know what Goldschmidt's voice sounds like? No, no idea. No, he might not be able to talk. 
<laughs> doesn't matter. You can rake. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be like, uh, do you ever talk? And he's like, I wanted to be the Cardinals first baseman from the day I was born. And they're like, that seems, that seems weird. Seems not true. Yeah. When were they, when were they, uh, when were they drafting the year that you yeah. got drafted? Is there any video or photographic evidence that that's true? No. Okay. <laughs> I guess we believe you then. <laughs> How about your old high school coach who has a sign on his house that says Derek Jeter Memorial field. Uh, maybe, could maybe he back you up? Yeah, of course. Of course he could. Why'd they put him in a lounge chair on, uh, on the pitching mound at the high school field? No. That was a weird shot. <laughs> we are going to take a, a quick look around the league. Uh, uh, give me your thoughts uh, just in general. We have, um, I mean, ballpark, call it. I mean, the Yankees have played 92 games. So, you know, generally everybody, we're about, you know, we're about 90 games into the season, 92, 93, 94 games into the year. Uh, the Yankees are 13 games up on Tampa Bay. Uh, the AL wildcard situation looks like this. Tampa Bay is leading the AL wildcard situation despite being 13 games behind the Yankees, followed by Seattle in the second wildcard spot, tied with Toronto. Boston, two games out. Cleveland, two and a half games out. Baltimore, three and a half games out. Chicago White Sox, three and a half games out. Those are the only teams 500 or better in the AL. Well, obviously, the, the kind of surprises there are Seattle and Baltimore. Yeah. Seattle's won 14 in a row or something? Yeah. You love to see it. You love to see it. I think they won every game since that huge fight. Yeah. Does that, does that seem right? See, it, in or, in or around that time, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Seattle, Seattle's like really exciting. I, I'm, I'm hoping that this continues because I feel like every year I get excited about like, oh, Seattle's doing something and then it's a just complete collapse in the second half. Yeah, but they started out shitty and they've yeah. come on. Right. I love it. I, uh, Houston, I'm a big still, fan of this J-Rod guy, too. I mean, he's awesome. There's still nine games behind Houston who just, it, I mean, they, they literally give zero Fox who leaves their team. Yes. Yeah. And isn't Jordan hurt now? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, Houston, I mean, for all the cheating and whatever, it's like props to the Astros, dude. There, that, that's, yeah. that's probably the best-run organization in baseball right now when you consider, like... Maybe, but maybe it's Tampa Bay. Right. Tampa Bay's had everybody hurt all year and they're still yeah. 10 games up or 10 games above 500. Who, yeah, who are the two AL wildcard teams in your opinion? In my opinion? Yeah. Uh, my opinion is, okay, let's just by process of elimination. Uh, Tony La Russa, you're out. You're a piece of shit. Okay. Uh, just for wearing 22. And seven years old. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know anything about the Orioles. I'll be real with you. It, I, I know they got that Trey Mancini guy who came back from cancer and, and they, and they got, uh, what's his name? Cedric Mullins. That leadoff yeah. hitter is nice. Yeah. I don't know a thing about that squad. I, so. I think, I think ball, I don't think Baltimore has I, the staying, staying power. I just, they're, they're also in a really tough division with yeah. everybody in their division. They're still in, in they're still in last place. Yes. So I'm going to eliminate them. And I'm going to eliminate the White Sox. 
because it's strictly of Tony Larusa wearing 22. Cleveland Guardians, any chance of being the second wild card spot? I mean, sure, I guess it's a chance, but again, you're going up the enti- against the entire AL East. Well, Cleveland's in the Central. But yeah, no, oh, I'm you're saying, saying, in saying, the wild card. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think so, that there could be two AL East teams? Do you think that that's, you think three AL East teams get into the playoffs? Uh, yeah. I think, I think the Rays are getting in no matter what. And um, I haven't seen enough, honestly, of the, uh, the Red Sox or the Blue Jays, but both of those teams are stacked. Yeah. Super stacked. So you're going Rays. Um, you're, going, you're going two AL East wildcard teams? Is that what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, an, I think an AL East team, and I'm, maybe, maybe I'm rooting for it, or whatever, but I'm going to go Seattle. I say Seattle figures it out, hangs on. Okay, right on. Let's do it. Uh, who wins the AL Central? Because right now, the Minnesota Twins are two games up on Cleveland and three games up on Chicago. You're out on Chicago. I'm out on Chicago, but if they fire Tony La Russa, I'm, I, they pulled me back in. Okay. Um, I'm, saying, I'm saying Minnesota gets it done. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Houston's going to win the AL West. Seattle's nine yeah. games back, but I'm rooting for them to uh, pull – Pull it off and get in the wild card game. I think it'd be good for good for baseball. Yes, the LA Dodgers are ten games up on San Diego and twelve and a half games up on your San Francisco Giants. The NL wild card standings look like this: Atlanta is the first wild card team. They're six games up on uh, Philly and St. Louis. San Diego is the second uh, wild card team. They are. Two games up on Philly and St. Louis. Um, that's where that's where the. Uh, I mean, and then, I, and then I you're really and, and like Atlanta. Your San really Francisco, your San Francisco Giants are a half game back of that of that group. They are going to be called um, until they make a move for real players. They're going to be referred to on this show as the San Francisco Platoons. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They still need a dude, their best player. They don't even even play him all the time because they're so up their ass on analytics. Um, I thought they were doing a, they were doing a better job last year of getting just some more athletes on that team. But, um, unless they trade for Juan Soto or make a big move, I, I see them fading. They just don't have talent. Uh, are love we Carlos, go- love Carlos Redone, by the way. But are we are we going Atlanta, San Diego? I don't think Philly gets in the mix. Um, I don't like. I, I don't think Philly gets in the mix either. But St. Louis, St. Louis is always in the mix. Are we going Atlanta, San Diego, or does St. Louis overtake a San Diego team that just never seems to fucking figure it out? Um, I'm going to say Atlanta, and then I'm going to say that San Diego figures it out this year. But I have no evidence that they will. I used to root for San Diego, and now I feel like their fans are getting a little. It's like you guys, you guys haven't done anything yet. I mean, I mean, the, are they fighting still? The fans always fighting. I don't know. Are they? Well, they had this. The one guy, the one guy went viral last year for walking up on like a, a Rockies fan in a dad hat and fucking knocking him out in one shot. Oh right, right. Yeah. And then my PT was down there. He's like, oh, it was the worst game. It was so boring until like uh, there was a fight in the eighth inning and then there was a three-run home run. 
and all the action was in that two minutes. Here's the big question mark with the San Diego Padres. Fernando Tatis has been cleared to swing a bat as of four days ago. They are currently in the second wild card position. What is his injury? Fernando Tatis Jr. Helped or hurt a San Diego Padres team. Well, I mean, he could help if he could DH, right? Right. Um, but what is his injury? His is injury is, uh, what, was it a lat or something like that? A uh, lat? Let me see. I, f- I forget what it is now. Huh. Uh, yeah, a, sh- a, s- a scaphoid bone in his left wrist. A le- left wrist injury. Oh, so he's going to be able to throw. It, it's basically swinging a bat. That's um, Yeah. I mean, that guy's amazing. So he can make a huge difference if he's there. I'm going San Diego if Tatis comes back. I mean, I in my, I, I think in my heart, I want San Diego to make it because I'm, I'm tired of them, like, you know, disappointing me with all this talent. But in my head, I think St. Louis is going to make it. Well, just, St. Louis is also, uh, and we'll do this now, uh, the, the, we talked about the Dodgers leading the West, San Diego 10 games back, but in a playoff spot right now, San Francisco 12 and a half games back. Those are the only people that are above 500 in the West. Milwaukee is leading the Central, but St. Louis is one half a game behind uh, Milwaukee, and everybody else in the division is really, really bad. Um, so it's a St. Louis-Milwaukee for, a, you know, it, right now it would be winner, win, winner is in, loser is out. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I'm rooting for San Diego, but I, I have a hard time believing in them. You know, I want them to win. I want them to get in the playoffs. I want to see this super talented squad in the playoffs. But I don't believe. I don't believe, I don't believe in the Brown anymore. I don't know. Uh, we and that leaves us finally with my NL East. The Mets are two and a half games up on Atlanta, who is leading the wild card race, and eight and a half games up on Philly. Miami and Washington are under 500. We do not talk about teams who are under 500 on this podcast, uh, unless one of our teams is under 500. Uh, Andy Lazarus, I have. I'm a Mets homer. That's a, you know, I've never, yeah. I've never, I've never not been a Mets homer. I've been accused of being a homer for a lot of my sports teams. I don't believe that's to be true. I am a Mets homer. I've always been a Mets homer. I will. I, I, I think that's true. I, I, I think the, the Mets homerism is the only one that really stands out. It's not really a New York giants homer. And I'm, an, a Knicks homer. I'm an Eli Manning stand, which people right. often confuse with being a New York giants homer, but yeah, uh, two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't stand them. Um, so I think with Jacob deGrom due to return uh, soon after the all-star break. Is Scherzer back yet? Scherzer back. Scherzer pitching fantastically in three starts since his return. I think my New York Mets win the NL East. I agree. Uh, they're two and a half games up on an Atlanta team. They've been without Scherzer for, you know, until the last three starts. And then they've been without deGrom since last July. Um, is that true? Yes. Uh, I, I believe that the Mets getting both those guys back are going to win the NL East and are the team to be in the NL if both those guys are healthy. You think you're going to get Thor back because the Angels are so out of it? No, because I don't think – I think he's 
I think he's burned his bridges. He's he's he talks too much shit. I like Thor's online presence. Yeah, but I think he burned. I think he Twitter burned his bridges to New York, <laughs> which he's probably regretting right now. Yeah, probably. But, um, um, no, I, I I like the Mets. I like the Braves. I think they'll both make it. Um, yeah, sure. Rooting for you to win the division, but I think either way, they're both going to be in the playoffs. Um, uh, I guess the only team in the NL East that will have any other say would be Philly, I suppose. Perhaps. Right. right. You know? And I, I don't think that they're going to be in the mix. Um, I think, yeah, I think the Mets get in. I'm a, I, listen, I talked to our boy, Kevin Millar at the Tahoe tournament. Yeah. I, I said, talk to me about my Mets. Put me, give me a reality check. Yeah. And he said, best team in the national league. If the Grom and Scherzer are healthy, I don't know who beats them in a playoff series. And I said, that's really all I needed from you. Kev. Thank you. Have a great great rest of your day. Hit him straight, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I like them against the Dodgers, two top guys. Um, I like them against the Braves, two top guys. And who else? We got St. Louis and Milwaukee. I mean, yeah. The, the thing with the Mets is, and I, I believe that they will win the NL East, but I think that Atlanta is going to put up a fight. Although Atlanta, you know, the Mets have not played poorly, uh, you know, going into the all-star break. Uh, Atlanta just played really, really, really well and closed the gap a little bit. Uh, the fear, obviously, if you're a Mets fan, is that you get into the playoffs, but you get into a wild card situation and then one game, anybody can win one game, no matter where right. it occurs. But I think if the Mets and I believe it will can and will win the NL East. I think it's very difficult to beat that team. If those two guys are healthy um, with, you know, in a, in a series. So yeah. that's, that's they, they just got to be healthy. You just got to have those two guys. I uh, put out a call uh, for a slide into our DMS and it was a little late. Let's be honest. It was an hour ago. <laughs> I put it in. We have no slides into the DMS. I'm going to double check our, our DMS uh, there. Uh, there is, let me see. Um, yeah, well, I was, how about, I a, little, how about a little, uh, all-star MVP. Ooh, a little, uh, all-star, a little all-star MVP prediction. Should we wrap on that? Yeah, let's wrap on that. Okay. Let's go. To, I'm going to go to, um, let me go back to it. Who's I mean, for the American league. I mean, uh, we know Kershaw's starting. Yeah. Shane McClanahan of the Rays is throwing for is starting for the. Um, is he a starter or is he like an opener guy? He's a starter. He's, he's ten and three. Ten and three. He's this a real year. starter. Yeah. Okay. He's ten and three this year. One point seven one ERA. He's going up against Clayton Kershaw at home. But you're not going to get. We're not going to get any pitcher MVPs, right? Because they're only going to play fucking two innings. Yeah. Um. But if Kershaw goes Pedro Martinez for two innings. And whatever else, a 99 was it the 99 all star game? Yeah, man, in LA and the Dodgers win. I mean, the, the National League wins, it's possible, but I don't think so. But you know, if you want to throw a buck on that, you might win 150. Trey, Trey Turner, I, I was kind of like, I think Mookie Betts, I think he might be. I'm, I'm going with here's my, here's my two, uh, 
all right, I'm going to give you three choices on both sides. Right. I'm going to go Trey Turner, National League. I'm where, gonna go, he, where, is he, where is he hitting? Fifth? Yep. Okay. I'm going with your boy, Jock Peterson. We get a, we get a Jocktober bomb early in the game. Dodgers right. fans love him. Yeah. Could be, possibly. Um, and then I'm going to go... I'll throw in a I'll throw in a, a late Pete Alonzo bomb in a replacement for Goldschmidt. He doesn't get he doesn't get the home run derby. He gets the home run in the All Star game. He gets the All Star game MVP. Uh, AL, you got Otani DHing and leading off. I love an Otani. I mean, everybody loves Otani. He didn't want to do the uh, home run derby. No, mm. apparently. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go Otani. I'm gonna go Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, Tim Anderson making a lot of fucking noise. Listen, these he's, days. he's free from Tony LaRusso for one night. He'll probably, yeah. he'll probably have a great game. And then I'm going to go one more. Who do you got while I pick my one last? American, American League? Yeah. Or, or, or just, my pick. Yeah. My pick is Mookie Betts. And I'll tell you why because he's hitting in the two hole, which means he's probably going to get three at bats. He's he's playing for the home team. He's their best player. I can just see it being a Mookie show. You know, a home run. He's going to go Bo Jackson. A home run, a stolen base, and a hose somebody trying to go first to third tonight. Book it. The Mook. Uh, my my uh my next one of the, from the AL is a, a Corey Seager. Ooh, they, Corey Seager return. Just, I'm, I'm just playing all the LA cards. Yeah. Yeah. Who, um, who wins, the AL or the NL? Oh, the American League's going to win. They always win. <laughs> they always win. They always win, but I picked a Mookie Betts as the MVP. Oh, fuck. Um, I'll, I'll stay with Mookie Betts, but I don't think. Yeah, I guess M- the M- Mookie bets three three bombs wins a wins in a losing cause. Yes, yes. Has <laughs> yes. the American League won like eighteen in a row? Yeah, they've won a lot of them. Do you think there's a better Mookie in sports history than Mookie Betts? Ooh, probably not. I mean, Mookie Wilson, Mookie Blaylock. I mean, Mookie Blaylock being the inspira- being the original name of Pearl Jam, is, as far as a legacy goes, is pretty oh, yeah? good. That was oh, their original. They were Mookie Blaylock before they were Grandma's Pearl's Jam. Yeah, and then they were like, and then that's why that's why uh, debut album is ten. Oh, no, for number ten, Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, so that was a legacy wise driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna say Mookie Betts best best actual. Yeah, best Mookie. Yeah, best Mookie. Well, I think Laz, that about wraps this up. Where uh, where can everybody find you? What do you got coming up? What's everybody? What do you need to tell the folks? Uh, I got. I'm on Andy Lazarus and uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I've got some new gays videos coming out probably September. So look for those on Venice Gays Instagram, and uh, that's about it for right now. I'm at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I remain at Fix Your Life. We are at Dirty Slides on Twitter. Slide in our DMs. Slide into our mentions. Uh, we, love to, we love answering your questions. We love answering your uh, topics. We love responding to your comments and concerns. Uh, I prefer uh, you guys put it in a tweet so that we can reply to it online. But if it's uh, a long thing and you want to DM us too, the DMs are open. 
Uh, I've got a show August 25th at uh, the Hollywood Improv Lab. If anybody is in uh, Southern California and wants to come out to that. Um, all my other dates are on joeprano.com. If you're in Vegas, I'll be there uh, at the end of August as well for a week at the Comedy Cellar in Vegas. Ooh. So uh, go to joeprano.com for shows. And again, uh, get, in our, get in our Twitter because we love uh, we love responding to your guys' stuff and we want to know what you guys have for the second half. Unless you're a Braves weirdo that wants to like, tell me we suck just because your Braves are weirdos now. Um, the... That's but if you're Tony Larusa and you want to explain why you're wearing 22 as a 74 year old man, I would love to know if you have a good reason, Tony. You know what, Laz? It's I'm so glad you did one last mention of Tony Larusa because I was about to say, <laughs> "Fuck Derek Jeter, fuck the captain, fuck eight part documentaries about people, fuck propaganda films in general, fuck uh, pretend, fuck." I was gonna say, "Fuck pretending to be a fan of a team that you weren't a fan of growing up." <laughs> But, but we're not going to do any of that. We already did plenty of Derek Jeter hate. So, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and share all this stuff. And, of course, fuck managers who wear star numbers. Fuck them.